Welcome to the Bowl Season Stories podcast, Season 2, Episode 7. I'm Nick Carparelli, the Executive Director of Bowl Season, and today we are joined by former Northwestern and Notre Dame wide receiver Ben Skaronik, Jimmy Kimmel, LA Bowl Executive Director Jason Gannon. Today's show is brought to you by Sport Radar, reimagining immersive experiences for sports fans and bettors. Our first guest spent four seasons at Northwestern University before transferring for his final year to the University of Notre Dame. He was selected in the 2021 draft by the Los Angeles Rams and caught two passes in this past year's Super Bowl victory over the Cincinnati Bengals. We welcome to the show Los Angeles Rams wide receiver Ben Skoronek. Ben, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, as I mentioned, you spent your first years, your co- collegiate career with Northwestern before transferring to Notre Dame. So let's start with North- Northwestern. You got a chance to go to three bowl games there with the Wildcats, and you won all three. Uh, the 2016 Pinstripe Bowl against Pittsburgh, 2017 Music City Bowl over Kentucky, and the 2018 Holiday Bowl over Utah. Uh, we're going to get to those games specifically, but I got to start by asking you about the culture that Coach Pat Fitzgerald has built there. The Wildcats always seem to show up to play, no matter the game or the situation. Yeah, you know, he's done a great job um, building that culture. Um, you know, just this thinking back, it's been a while now since I've been at Northwestern, but, um, you know, just a uh, 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 hard hat, lunch pail type culture. You're going to come to work every day. Um, we're going to outwork you um, and we're going to show up on Saturdays and we don't care if you're Ohio State or, or who it was. We're going to, you know, compete with you. Um, you know, Northwestern wasn't filled with five-star athletes like some of these other programs, but, um, you know, we, we played with physicality. Um, you know, we worked hard and we ended up, like you said, um, during my four years there, uh, three bowl games and, and three bowl wins. So um, it was quite the tenure during that stretch of, uh, of years. So we mentioned the games, you know, and you, you you got to go to New York City over the holidays. You got to go to Nashville, then San Diego. Pretty cool destinations, probably probably destinations a lot of your teammates may, may have never been to in their life or maybe will never go to in the future. Certainly not together with, with all of you together as a group of friends. So what, what do you remember about those trips, especially how you and your teammates enjoyed the, the experience of the overall trip? Yeah, I just remember, you know, the excitement. Um, you finish your last game, you know, late November, then you have know the excitement waiting for what bowl you're going to go to and then you you know you get um you know picked for you know whatever bowl it was and we were all just so excited um it's it's more time you get um you know with the seniors you know with each other um you know before everyone kind of parts ways and it's a new team for the following year so all the hard work from you know when it goes back to january you know all the way through spring ball through fall camp you know through the season you know grinding out wins be bowl eligible then be selected for, you know, bowl games. Um, it's a special feeling. And, you know, no matter what team you play for, um, you know, it's getting those extra 15 practice, uh, practices, I think it is. And then, you know, the extra really month together as a team. Um, it's just a lot of fun because during that time, you're not in classes and at Northwestern, trust me, the classes were hard. So uh, to be able to really just enjoy football and enjoy the brotherhood, um, you know, do activities. There was always a bowl week. Um, and that we did in Chicago. And then there was a bowl week that we did, you know, at the destination. So to have, you know, those activities, you know, whether it was top golf dinners, you know, stuff like that, um, you know, with, you know, your best friends, you know, it, it's a lot of fun. And then you get to the destination and a lot of times it's somewhere you've never been with, you know, great events set up by um, the bowl committees and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, really, I just have a lot of positive memories, you know, from those trips, um, those experiences, whether it's flying first class, you know, something, I've never done, um, you know, before, you know, stuff like that. But um, yeah, really, just a lot of positive, um, you know, great memories that you know I have forever. 
Uh, of those three bowl games at Northwestern, did you have a favorite? Is there any one that stood out for one reason or another? I'd say um, my first one in New York City, that was super cool. You know, I've never been, you know, I, I didn't travel a bunch as a kid. Um, went to Florida here and there and, and, you know, went to Pennsylvania to like visit my dad's family. But outside of that, never really traveled too much. Um, so to go to New York City uh, as a kid from Indiana, uh, it was awesome. Times Square and, and they roll out the red carpet for you. So you get police escorts uh, through New York. Um, you get to play at Yankee Stadium. That was awesome. And then it's like Christmas time in New York City. So you've seen it in movies, you've seen it on TV, but never really experienced it in person. And, and to experience that was a lot of fun. And then I'd say the Holiday Bowl was up there. Um, that was in San Diego. And once again, never been to San Diego and always have wanted to go there. And, you know, to, to be in San Diego with your best friends and uh, just the sunshine is awesome. And, you know, I'm never going to complain about sunshine, you know, being a Midwest kid in the winter. So, um, you know, those two games, you know, were probably my two favorite um, at Northwestern. So then your senior year, you transferred to Notre Dame, which it was kind of an odd year because of COVID, certainly not uh, what you expected. Uh, but the fi- uh, you, you got a chance to compete uh, in the ACC, the only time Notre Dame's ever competed in a conference, played in that championship game. Uh, it was such a challenging year for all of us. But what was it like for you trying to compete in college football while juggling online classes, COVID tests, all, all of that stuff? Yeah, it was really, uh, you know, kind of like what you said, it was a challenging time for everybody. And, uh, you know, it was no different for, you know, us student athletes. Um, for me personally, you know, transferring schools, never in a million years would I have thought, oh, there's going to be a pandemic that shuts down the world for, you know, however many months or years, whatever it ended up being. But um, to transfer to a new spot, no spring ball. And then, you know, I'm thinking in the back of my mind, like, did I, did I make the wrong decision transferring? Like, I'm not even going to be able to prove myself in practice. You know, there was nothing like, Hey, if you come here, you're going to be a starter. It was, Hey, if you come here and you prove yourself, you're going to, you know, have a chance to, to play for us. So there's no, um, no promises made, uh, during that recruitment process out of the transfer portal for me, but, um, it was just challenging, you know, to, to balance online classes at a new university, um, kind of being isolated. And then I think the biggest part, um, that people really don't like fully understand was, you know, we get COVID tested Friday night and then we wouldn't know until sat- Saturday morning if, if it was a positive or negative test. So there's so much anxiety um, throughout the weeks. Like, Oh my gosh, was I a close contact with so-and-so was I exposed? Am I going to miss two weeks? Cause at that time, you know, if you test positive, you're out for 14 days or, or, or really whatever um, the time frame is, I can't remember exactly, but there's so much anxiety um, with that. It's, uh, yeah, I can't miss, you know, this game. This is my senior season. I need to get taped for the NFL. We need to win. You know, we're competing for a college football playoff spot. Um, so it was a challenging year uh, to, to kind of summarize that. Uh, on the positive side, you, Notre Dame earned a berth into the CFP. You guys faced Alabama in the Cotton Bowl uh, in the semifinals. They were, they were quite a machine uh, that year. Uh, while you lost the game, like what was it like to compete as one of the four teams in the CFP? You mentioned it. You played a lot of big games, but like that game, it just must have. Did it feel different? You know, when you took the field. You know, certainly. Um, you know, that was part of the reason. It was a tough decision to leave Northwestern, but um, for me, I wanted to transfer to a, you know whatever school it was. Um, I wanted to have an opportunity to play against you know the best, of the best, um, playing the college football playoff and. Know, have a chance to be um, a national champion. So to go through everything COVID-wise, to battle through all that, um, you know, at the start of the year, we shut down for like 10 days or something crazy and um, 
to go undefeated through the regular season, played Clemson twice, who was a very talented team um, with ETN and Trevor Lawrence, who both were first round guys. And then um, to have the opportunity to play against Alabama in the college football playoff was, um, you know, it was awesome. You know, as, as a competitor myself, you know, I want to play against the best of the best. And I think they had seven or eight first round picks that year. Um, so they were certainly the best team. They ended up going on to win it. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, we didn't get the win, but, um, you know, it was awesome to compete on the biggest stage. Um, you know, that's what you want as a, as an athlete to compete against the best of the best. How did that experience, and I guess all your big game experiences in college, how did that help you in preparation for a pro career? Yeah, you know, um, certainly helps you. Uh, there's, there's, there's certain things, um, throughout, you know, college that prepare you for, for those, um, for those moments in the pros, but, um, really just the preparation, you know, in, in the NFL, there's, Every single week you're playing against great players, you know, no matter the team, um, no matter the record, you know, if you don't show up on Sundays, you're going to get beat. Um, and that's just how it is in the NFL and in college, um, you know, those games, you know, some games at Notre Dame or even Northwestern, you know, you kind of might not play your best football and, and still, you know, be successful, you know, on the field. But um, those games, you got to bring it, you got to learn how to prepare, um, study film, you know, all that stuff. And I, I really think it translates well to the NFL. Well, you've obviously experienced a lot and accomplished a lot to get to this point in your career. What what kind of advice would you have for uh, you know today's younger student athletes, especially the value of staying in school, you know, uh, soaking up the experience of college, learning as much as you can? What 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 advice would you have for them that you know something maybe you you know now but you didn't know then? Um, the first thing, really, just have fun with it. Um, you know, there's a lot of stress and anxiety with you know, the NFL and, you know, the tape you put out there, but, um, you know, worry about that when it gets there. Don't worry about the NFL um, too early, you know, take it one day at a time and really just pick something every single day, every single time you have the opportunity to step out on the practice field to get better at, um, you know, just don't look too far in the future and stay where your, uh, your feet are and just enjoy the moment. Um, you know, the NFL locker room is a lot different than the college football locker room. There's you know, no doubt about that. So just enjoy that, the, those moments with your brothers. Um, it doesn't last forever. So have fun, um, and just work every single day to get better because the NFL is a, is a hard league. You, know, you mentioned the NFL locker room is how much banter is there in the locker room about uh, college rivalries? Do you give each other a hard time when your schools play each other or do you, do you, you know, if, if, if your teammate went to a school is off to a rough start, do you, any, any, any back and forth going on with that? Uh, all the time. Um, Notre Dame just lost to Marshall a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, next thing you know, I get a group message, uh, all the receivers from Cooper Cup saying, you know, talking a little trash about Notre Dame. So, you know, it, it's all the time. And then, you know, I'm able to give it out uh, a lot as well. So it's a lot of fun in the locker room on Saturdays. You know, we come in from walkthrough and um, the games are on, uh, you know, we can talk, you know, a little bit of trash to each other and, you know, it, it's a lot of fun. You know, that's one of the things I enjoy most about the NFL locker room is just, you know, you hear people every single week, you know, someone's school is playing someone's school. So there's always, um, you know, chatter going on in the locker room and it's just, uh, it's pretty friendly, but, um, it's fun. Well, you play in a pretty cool stadium, uh, out there. SoFi stadium, you, you get to play in there, you know, every home game, um, you know, Super Bowl's been there. Um, the college football championship is going to be played there this January. How how cool is that building compared to other buildings you played in? It's unbelievable. Um, there's not really a building like that. And, you know, I, I don't know if you've been there, or, you know, uh, people listening, you know, there's, uh, 
it's kind of like shocking when you first see it. Um, it looks like a spaceship and feels like a spaceship. It's so, it's just a huge stadium. The atmosphere is going to be great. Um, you know, they do a really good job there. And, you know, I know in, uh, in January it's going to be rocking and hopefully we have an off day or something that day so I can get down to the, uh, to the championship game. Yeah, that, that'd be great. Well, Ben, I'm going to let you go. Uh, you've been great with your time. I know you got a game coming up this weekend. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. You know, you mentioned earlier, you know, the, uh, you know, athletes at Northwestern maybe had to work a little harder. Maybe they weren't the highest recruited athletes. Uh, there are guys that, that play in the NFL like yourself that might, that weren't, you know, picked in the first couple rounds. So you've, you've really had to work a little extra for everything you've got. So, uh, I, I'm kind of drawn to guys like that. I, I, uh, you're an easy guy to root for. So we wish you the best of luck. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. We're going to take a short break and be right back with the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl Executive Director, Jason Gannon. Stay with us. The forecast for this tax season, it's going to rain refunds. Lots of refunds. File for less and get more with Tax Act, the official tax filing software of bowl season. Go to taxact.com to get started today. Welcome back to the show. We now welcome the executive director of the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl, Jason Gannon. Jason, thanks so much for joining us on the Bowl Season Stories podcast. Thanks for having me, Nick. Happy to be here. So you're not only the executive director of the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl, you're also managing director of SoFi Stadium and Hollywood Park. So you're you're a busy man. Tell us about the synergy between all that you're overseeing and what the overall goals are in making it all run together. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is uh, really a, a unique opportunity. The bowl game itself is 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 an event that we own as a as a building and as as a as a venue. So that obviously is takes on a kind of a heightened level of importance for us. Um, but SoFi Stadium, where the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl is located, is in is in the heart of of what is a three hundred acre entertainment district, Hollywood Park. Uh, in Los Angeles, and uh, it's uh, whenever it's developed over time, it'll have about fifteen million square feet um, of development within that three hundred acres. In terms of size and scale, um, you know it's about three and a half times the size of of Disneyland Park. It's uh, it's the largest. The stadium itself is the largest stadium in the NFL at over three point one million square feet. Uh, so I think the the size and scale is um, is unique in in terms of of also where we're located. Uh, but but it, it gives us an opportunity, I think, to draw a line, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later, perhaps, but really draw a line providing a unique experience for the bowl game, which is, as I said earlier, um, something that we own and, and produce from, from a venue perspective. And so to be able to draw on all of those uh, opportunities within the 300 acres, I think, is unique. Yeah, we just had, uh, as you know, Ben Skoronek on as our yeah. first guest, and he was, uh, I don't think he could even find the words to describe, but playing in that stadium, but safe to say he hes he enjoys it, especially when he catches he, a couple, couple passes like he did this weekend. Yeah, you know, he had a great game. I was uh, uh, tuning in. Obviously, we had a, uh, having two NFL teams, uh, yeah, we have, we're, we're, we're a busy venue in the fall, um, and it was obviously always incredible to, to, to see our teams win and we're very supportive of them. But, you know, one of the, the cool things to your point about somebody like Ben um, who plays in the NFL and plays at all the great venues throughout the country. One of the things that, that we find to be most rewarding about the, the, the Jimmy Kimmel bowl um, is to be able to bring those college athletes into the venue, into SoFi stadium. And one of the really, I mean, there are a number of rewarding uh, moments throughout bowl season, um, certainly for us, but, you know, the first time for each of the teams last year, we had Oregon State and Utah State to have those players go through a walkthrough at SoFi Stadium and just to see the experience and 
the, the, the look on their faces whenever they walked in was, was really cool for us. Very rewarding. And, and obviously knowing that that's where the Super Bowl was played last year, I think uh, elevated that the importance of that experience for the, for those student athletes. Now, last year you added Jimmy Kimmel to the LA bowl brand yeah. and tied in the power of ABC and Jimmy's popularity to give your bowl kind of a unique angle. What, what were you most pleased with around all the work you, you did last year with that? I mean, listen, I mean, just the execution from the team perspective. And I say team, um, you know, the people that we have on the ground. Uh, I think there are a couple of things. Uh, that was our first bowl game. Uh, so we opened SoFi Stadium in, in 2020 uh, and were able to, to put on the bowl game last year for the first time. I think just the execution and partnering with Jimmy Kimmel, as you can imagine, um, Jimmy is an incredible partner, ABC, ESPN family. And to be able to take his ideas, um, not only during the bowl game, we had the, uh, the largest man-made t-shirt cannon ever, which was, which was fun and ideas, those types of ideas we had, you know, Jimmy, the camel was the, the mascot, uh, to be able to, to create that awareness, not only on game day, but, you know, partnering with Jimmy, uh, throughout the week, uh, was, was really unique and it was great. I mean, just being able to, to, to do something, I think that's a little, a little non-traditional in the space in terms of partnering with somebody like Jimmy, um, and bring it to life in a way that really impacts, uh, not only the fans at home or the, uh, the fans of Jimmy at home, but also the student athletes that play in the game. And looking at year two of the partnership with Jimmy Kimmel, what are some of the goals and bigger steps you're looking to make in 2022? Any, any secrets uh, this year that you're willing to reveal? You know, Nick, I, I, one of the things it was always kind of funny. It's uh, there was a lot that was on the cutting room floor last year for a variety of reasons. Uh, his creative team and, 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 and Jimmy himself is um, they have some incredible ideas. And uh, I think, one of the things that we're, we're most excited about is I think we'll have a little bit more runway and lead time to be able to execute on, on some of those ideas. And, uh, you know, Jimmy, listen, I mean, to be able to bring the student athletes to, uh, to the filming of Jimmy Kimmel and incorporate college bowl season uh, on the lead up uh, each night was, was really exciting. And we're hoping to do some, um, some bigger and better things uh, throughout the week with Jimmy. Now you've been with the uh, Kroenke organization for well over a decade now, working on all sorts of projects, overseeing many creative efforts. What's it like to work with such an innovative company with vision and a commitment to growth? It must be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I'm, I say the exciting thing. My day-to-day is SoFi Stadium at Hollywood Park. I, I'm, I have an opportunity to, to work on a little bit more things outside of the 300 acres. Um, you know, I think, listen, this project, I mean, Stan Kroenke, um, and his vision for SoFi Stadium and Hollywood Park was to create a sports entertainment destination within the heart of Los Angeles. I mean, it's the entertainment capital of the world to build a venue that would attract um, world class events that wouldn't be coming to Southern California, but for um, uh, Stan Kroenke and his vision. I mean, this project is really a confluence of some of his expertise over the years, whether it's real estate development or sports entertainment, um, but also. Uh, having championship caliber teams that play, obviously, with the Rams winning the Super Bowl um, and the the, the, uh, the Avalanche in Colorado winning the Stanley Cup and several other championship efforts. And I think, you know, it's really about, you know, the teamwork within the organization and, and the people um, that, have, that really make a difference. And, and uh, so obviously being a part of that is, is such a unique opportunity and gets me excited every day. Well, you mentioned the people, you know, part of your leadership includes hiring some very creative people to make yeah. all the planning become a reality. Tell us a bit about the efforts, efforts of your great staff and how important they are to the overall operation. Well, I mean, without it, we wouldn't be able to pull off um, this ball game without the staff. I mean, it's an event that we own. 
And by that, I mean, we, we you know, we, we stand it up 365, we produce it. Um, everything about the Jimmy Kimmel Ali Bowl is done by our staff. And again, like me personally, I can't be, you know, all things to everyone, right? Um, would never even imagine trying to be all things to everyone, but having, you know, folks within our space um, to be able to execute in college football, uh, you know, in particular was really important for us. I mean, Southern California is such a great football community. Um, one of the things that strikes me there are, um, you know, you drive around neighborhoods on Saturday morning and there are all sorts of flags um, that are flying representing schools and being fans of schools. Um, and we knew it was really important for us at SoFi Stadium to embrace college football. Uh, and we we're doing that through the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl and obviously bringing on staff uh, and team team members to be able to pull it off. I mean, it's it's incredible. And Southern California has some of the very best people in that regard. How involved is the bowl staff in the planning around the 2023 CFP National Championship? Yeah, I mean, that's a it's a it's a great story and that, you know, really college football bowl season kind of begins and ends at SoFi Stadium um, with the with the national championship game in January of, of, of 2023. And and certainly uh, we have a lot of folks that are working on Jimmy Kimmel Bowl are also working on the planning and execution of, of the national championship game. The national championship game is uh, a game that happens, uh, you know, once every, every few years in a city like Los Angeles. And, you know, and again, that's a, that's a game that, that likely wouldn't be coming to Los Angeles, but for uh, SoFi Stadium being the venue that it is and being able to attract those types of events. Well, Jason, we've taken enough of your time. Thanks so much for joining us. You, you you certainly got your hands full. You're an interesting guy. You've worked in sports a long time, but you're still relatively new to the to the bowl business. And uh, we're we're really happy to have you be a part of our world. So thank thanks for that, and thanks for joining us today. Nick, I appreciate you and your time and your leadership. And thanks to all of you for listening to this week's Bowl Season Stories podcast. Please join us next week when we will welcome another lineup of great guests. If you like the show, we'd appreciate you dropping a five-star rating for the podcast. And as always, you can follow all the podcast and bowl season news on our website, bowlseason.com, and on social media at bowl season. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.